Penn State Conversations is a podcast produced by the Donald P. Belisario College of Communications. Episode topics range from the people, programs, and events that shape the Belisario College to discussing key aspects of life in the professional world for young and upcoming communications alumni. Please enjoy this episode of Penn State Conversations. Welcome to this week's episode of the Penn State Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Jerome Taylor, and on this episode, I spoke with Gary Abdullah about all the things the Office of Diversity and Inclusion tries to accomplish. Hello, my name is Gary Abdullah, and I am the Assistant Dean of Diversity and Inclusion at the Donald P. Belisario College of Communications. And uh, what does the, di- the Office of Diversity and Inclusion do? We do a little bit of everything. Our main role inside the Office of Diversity and Inclusion is to make sure that everyone who passes through the doors of the Belisario College feels more than accepted, where they feel welcomed, and that they, they feel they are part of the larger Belisario family. Uh, we want everyone to feel more than just tolerated, but appreciated. No matter what your differences may be, everyone comes in with a unique set of personality traits, a unique set of traits that make them a person. We want all those traits to really be appreciated and utilized inside of the college. And um, how many students did, would you say the office serves our, our services? Wow. Um, so I, <laughs> I don't have a specific number. I guess we'll need to do some tracking on that. Um, on average, I will see actual scheduled meetings. Like today I had nine scheduled meetings. Um, but... Then there are the people who, like the two or three people who jumped in before we were set scheduled to sit down. There are people who are off the books that come in. So I don't have a number, but it can, there are busier times when the first semester first starts. And then there are not as busy times when we, you know, are going through the semester, mid-semester. And then there's crazy times at the end when everybody has a problem, a question, a situation, and we try to help them out. So I don't have a specific number. Let's just say lots. <laughs> <laughs> and you said the, the office kind of does a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. So what, what would be some of those things that the office does? So the way I kind of look at it is we are here to help handle things that aren't academic necessarily as far as setting up classes because we have a wonderful um, advising office who takes care of that. We have an excellent career and internship office who are going to help you find careers, find jobs, and find internships. There's a large breadth of time in between the time you step in the door and the time you graduate that you have to figure out how to live life. And that is part of what we do. And so if there is anything from students are transitioning up here from an urban environment, they may learn, need to learn where they can get their hair done. They may need to know where their certain food is at. They need to know where certain community resources is at. I can refer people to counselors. Here. I can refer people um, to other resources on campus. We help talk about financial aid difficulties. Um, we also, I'm a firm believer that the student is more um, than just books. And so I don't believe a student can really be their, at their full potential unless we see how they're doing personally. So sometimes we got to get into real life situations. How's home doing? How are you doing as an individual? How are you handling things here socially? Has something come up that's complicated things? 
Um, and how do we transition through that? How do we work through that? And so that, that can be all those things that may not necessarily fit inside of the need appointment of 15 minutes elsewhere, but we have to have a little bit larger block here to take some time to meet on some things and help get plans established and goals established to help you move forward and be successful while you're here at Bellasario College. And how often would you say some of those things that you mentioned earlier, you know, finding where you get your hair cut, uh, the transition from an urban environment, how often would you say those things uh, typically come up for you? Every week. Uh, <laughs> every week I, I keep a stack of cards of different barbers that are out there. I try to keep my ear to the ground to when new shops are opening up in terms of food. It's a student. Students may need a coat. Maybe I work with students who have issues surrounding um, being able to eat on a regular basis. It's, it's expensive to be up here sometimes. So we would, when we do a student, student hunger, trying to find them a meal um, and helping them get financially secure to, to consistently have food to eat. Um, it can be any variety of things. Uh, and, and it happens on a weekly and on a daily basis. And um, when you say, uh, you know, the financial security, uh, why would, you know, a student come maybe here as opposed to going to the, the financial aid office? After being blessed by our generous donator, uh, generous benefactors, um, including Donald P. Belisario, there are certain resources here that are available to students that the Office of Student Aid may not know about and they won't have access to. So if a student stops here and we can have an initial conversation about, okay, let, let's see where you're at and how, how we can move through some things, and then we can try to help them out. And then if we need to point them to the financial aid office, we'll do that. But we want to make sure here that we're not just, they're not feeling that they're being pushed out the door, that their college genuinely cares if they are here and are successful, and then that includes, sometimes includes monetary help. And uh, does that also include, I know you mentioned, you know, social and, and personal life, so does that also include, you know, the psycholo psychological help and things like that, mental health and things like Most that? Most definitely. Um, had multiple discussions a day about students and obtaining counseling help, whether it be through CAPS, where our students can go to get those um, psychological services if they need it. Um, and then once they go through CAPS and if they've run out of appointments there, we can then move forward um, into finding them counseling in the community, and which is important because many students come here with having some type of assistance and some help before they've gotten here. And they may have a therapist, they may have a counselor they're meeting with. And so to all of a sudden switch to a new place and uproot everything you've known and spend four years in an environment that can sometimes be stressful, but not have that help of having a counselor and a person to talk to, that's not healthy. And that's not really going to allow you to be the most successful person you can be. And so that's why it's important that we talk about those types of things all the time. And uh, what would you say the, the challenges the office comes across sometimes? Yeah, there are a wide variety of challenges that the office can face. Um, a, it's, there's only a certain amount of time in the day, so we may not always be able to get to everyone. Um, also, getting students to be honest about what they need. There are lots of folks out there who don't who try to suffer in silence or choose to suffer in silence, I should say. And so if there are things going on, I can't necessarily always help you unless you let me know. So getting access to those people. Um, there are some people who don't always understand exactly who we are open to. Um, when you hear terms diversity and inclusion, many people automatically assume um, that my, I'm exclusively available to those who 
are viewed as, as underrepresented student populations, students of color. And that's not true. Um, everyone, like I said, has some kind of unique identifier about them. And so I am here to help everyone. Uh, and so having students realize that can be somewhat of a challenge sometimes. And as I said before, some people just aren't comfortable talking at all. It's not, it's, it's not part of their culture. It's not part of the way they've been brought up. And so it's tough to always let people know. But for, for myself, I am always at every introductory event since I've been here in the past two years. So we have a dean's meeting um, in which all the, every, all the students that are incoming in that class come out. And I'm there to introduce myself. I'm there to introduce myself when we have um, students who are transitioning up here from other campuses or coming from other universities. I'm there to introduce myself there. Um, I, I want people to know where we are and, and what we're doing and the services that we offer them. I speak with new faculty every year. I speak with uh, new staff when they're here. Um, I speak with graduate students. So it's not just uh, undergraduate students. It's faculty, staff, grad students. It's a little bit of everything. And um, how would you say that the office, you know, takes on those challenges of, of getting to those students that don't think they should be, don't think that they, the office is for them or, or things like that. How, did, how does the office try to take on those challenges? I develop good relationships with the rest of the college. And so I have great relationships with the faculty, um, have great relationships with the, relationships with the advising office. Um, and every, anyone that really can reach out and have access to a student, they know what we do here. And so they will direct people our, our way. And so that's what's good about it. Um, the student may not realize it, but once they get hold of a faculty or staff who say, hey, we have someone here who can help you with that, that's when we sit down and we have the opportunity to have a discussion. And then you specifically, uh, what makes you want, take on this challenge? What, makes you, what made you want to you know, become you know, the assistant dean mm -hmm. for the office? I actually did want this specific position for a while. I, I was working towards it. So, my story is I'm actually a townie. I'm actually from State College, Pennsylvania. Um, parents came up here from Philadelphia in the 1970s. Um, and as an underrepresented person, it wasn't necessarily always a good time to be black in central Pennsylvania. So, they went through some struggles over the years. When I came about in 81, um, grew up here. I've seen some struggles over the years, seen different people transition. I had to transition through some things as a person of color here. Um, and having seen students from, uh, go through Penn State and staff go through Penn State, both of my parents worked here. They have recently retired from Penn State. I know that Happy Valley isn't always happy for everyone. And I'm aware of that. And so it's my goal to help make sure people do not leave Penn State angry at Penn State. That's my goal. And so that is part of my passion for why I do this, to help folks transition and go through their time here at Penn State and not leave here mad, but be able to come back here and remember a good time while they're here. Then how did you get to this position? Over the years, um, so I graduated from uh, as a telecom major here in 2003. Then I got my master's. I was working part-time for university. I got my master's part-time as well. That was in 2007. 
a little bit before I actually graduated, I started a position in the office of uh, the admissions office. I was a multicultural recruiter um, for the admissions office. I worked there for several years, and then I made a transition from there over to here, actually, in the uh, Belisario College. Before it was known as Belisario College, but I was here as academic advisor for a couple years. I then transitioned from that, went over to the College of Education as a multicultural coordinator there. Um, and it was really during my time here as an academic advisor that I realized I needed a little bit more time with the students and I wanted to really help out a little bit more than just tell you about classes. I could be helpful in different ways. And so when I became a multicultural coordinator over in the College of Education, that's when I really began to walk into a path that I really wanted to be professionally. And I always said, if I had the opportunity to go back, I would. Um, and then the, my predecessor, Dean Joe Selden, he retired. And uh, when that came up, the opportunity came up, I applied and I was blessed with this position and been working for it ever since. And how many uh, people work in the, this office specifically? So it is myself and my administrative assistant. Um, and we are here and we're working together as a unit and we're, gonna, we're getting it done. And then, like, what what something that makes you happy about the job, or the pros of the job? <laughs> something that makes me happy is when I get to have um, transformational interactions, not transactional interactions, with students. Because on a day to day basis, you can have a do a bunch of transactions, um, in interpersonal connections. Because you need something, I gave you something, you gave me something, we moved on. But if I can go into a situation and have the chance to actually ch help change or mold someone's life, that's good. That's real. And I like that. That's a real thing. And if I can help a student who was going through some crises and then we can bring them back onto a path where they are not only a successful student but a successful person, I like that as well. And so those are those personal triumphs and those moments make uh, a lot of hard work worthwhile. And then flipping gears, what would be, you know, a con of, of sometimes doing this job? There is no cons when you work for the Belisario <laughs> College. None at all. Um, there's always a there's always challenges. Challenges of feeling as if I wasn't able to reach a specific goal with a specific student for any variety of reasons. Um, challenges that you want to do more. And you, you, want to, you want to reach more students. Uh, but like you said, there's only so many resources, only so much time in the day. Um, and so, but just what you can do with that time that's important. And so really just beginning, just pushing ourselves and being organized enough and being able to utilize our resources enough to affect as much change as possible. Those are some of the challenges. Um, and then would you say there's something that... Uh that this office can improve on or that you would like to see the office improve on or something like that? Really, um, as myself and my administrative assistant, we are really just going to, we're started working together just recently now. Um, we're going to be up and running at full strength, allowing um, for her to, Ms. Karina Pasmino, to focus on keeping this whole thing organized and then I can get out there and run and 
ideas and bringing in more people and uh, more outside groups and having more of an impact. That's that's some of the great things that we're improving upon and we're working towards um, every day. And is there something that you have been proud of that the office has accomplished or you have accomplished or uh, anyone in the that have come into the office has accomplished? Is there something that you're like, you know, that you would say is probably the biggest accomplishment? Wow, the single the biggest accomplishment thus far. Um, yeah, yes. <laughs> it's, it's, I can't get into it because it's generally more personal stuff. But it's seeing students who have been going through struggles of a variety in a variety of ways walk across the stage with cap and gown. Um, and not only walk across the stage, but have a plan for what they're doing after their life. Because Penn State is not the end-all, be-all. This is nothing but a launching pad for the rest of your life. And if we've done our, our job and have helped launch you in the direction that you want your life to go in, that's those are the big accomplishments. And so it's it's individual students definitely that I can think of, but it's a, it's a variety of them. And then uh, another question that, that kind of branches off some of the earlier questions, what, what would you say like a typical day is for you, um, you know, as soon as you wake up, what's the first thing that kind of <laughs> happens? Well, wake up in the morning, I get my kids to school, no. Um, <laughs> so I arrive in the office, I make sure I have walk-in hours every day. Not walk-in, but advising hours every day. And so I will sit there um, and set aside time for students and I give them half-hour appointment blocks from about 9 to 12 every day. I just set aside for students. Um, I, then I try to keep my afternoons open where I can do more of the administration side of my job, but student situations always arise. And so I haven't really been good at just blocking only <laughs> not 9 to 12. But, and so it, 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 there is no typical day because you never know what you're going to get. But I know every morning I'm going to meet with some students in the afternoon. We're going to see how we can further um, what the mission of this office is, which is uh, really making everyone here in the college uh, feel welcome and then feel prepared as they leave here. And then um, what's the next step for, for the office? Next step, honestly, I have some moves I want to make. Um, I want to start a couple different student groups some student initiatives, I'm going to need the help of the students to do that because it's, um, I have too much going on to really sit there and run the groups, but I can serve as an advisor and a mentor and serve as a, a base for those different student groups. We'd like to have the National Association of Black Journalists, a student version of that here. We also like to start up the National Association um, of Hispanic Journalists and the AAJA um, the Asian Journal Association, essentially. And so it's all those things. That's what we're looking to do. Um, and those three groups, get them started. Um, that's that's going to be fun. And I also have a couple other things in the cooker right now, but, you know, we can't, I can't release, <laughs> release those quite yet. You know, we'll do a part two. I'll let you know. <laughs> and then um, why why should students, you know, seek, seek out this office and, and come here? We're here for your help. If you need help, even if you just want to talk, um, we're here. And it doesn't always have to be the ultimate of crises, but if we can help better your time while you are here, 
Um, we're here to discuss those things and help you work through it. You don't have to do this alone. We have great people who are going to advise you on the academics. We have excellent people who are going to help advise you um, on how to get a job and a career. And we can also here in this office help advise you on how to navigate Penn State and do what I call when I teach my first year seminar class. I say you have to dominate Penn State and you want to get everything you can out of your Penn State experience. And that's part of what our goal is here. Well, this has been great. Thank you. Not a problem. Good to meet you, sir. You too. Thank you for listening to this episode of Penn State Conversations. For more information about the Donald P. Belisario College of Communications, including the latest news and upcoming events, visit belisario.psu.edu or find us on social media at PSU Belisario on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.